Hello, we're back. Welcome back. Now, what could we do to do the next episode after Sarah has been on that would still be epic? It's got to be pretty big. It's got to be good. Maybe we should invite somebody else back. I think so. I think that's a good idea. Okay, maybe we should talk about fusion weddings. Sounds a plan. Maybe we've already planned this all and he's sat right in front of us. Maybe. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding and welcome the Unfiltered Bride podcast. Tips from the top table and beyond. So you know it's going to be juicy. Today's episode is sponsored by Rubbish Portraits. Rubbish Portraits is a live portrait booth and in just three minutes, illustrator Lucy Sheridan will draw your portrait and provide you with a great gift to take away. Lucy's booth is miles apart from your typical photo booth. It's far more unique and provides fun chats and good times. Think of it as an analogue photo booth, but remember, no smiling because Lucy can't draw teeth. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't caricatures though. She's not one to offend. They're simply nice black and white portraits. It's such a fantastic setup, a real conversation starter and a nice time filler during your drink reception or turnaround. Two-time Hitched Award winner, totally unique and hours of fun. Go and check out Rubbish Portraits now. We've popped all of her information in the details below. So we have with us event planner to the stars. (laughs) Raj, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> welcome to you guys too. Thanks Thank you for having me. No, 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 it's a this pleasure. Amazing. I know, yeah. it's good. I, I feel like our podcast studio may not be quite as extravagant as some of the events that you do. <laughs> but if you can bear with us, <laughs> we might still have a good time. Look beyond it. Just look at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll start at the start, I think. Yeah. Tell us about you. Tell us what we need to know about you. Yeah, so um, I started off as a systems analyst Okay. Um, yeah, computing, and and then eventually my mother used to own shops and stuff like we all did back in the day, and she started doing helium-filled balloons, and then she started doing flowers, and then she started doing more and more like decorations for weddings, and then I sort of left where I was in education because I was helping her with the shops and yeah. stuff, and started helping her out the weekends doing these weddings. Although we had three other shops to run, and then we this this the whole wedding thing started going bigger and bigger and actually took over the shops in the end okay so the shops went and then we set up a flower and uh, a flower and healing film balloon business wow. called choisir and ballon <laughs> so the the t- the line isn't it that when you go to university and do an event management degree yes. they will sit in a room and go who thinks this course is about blowing up balloons <laughs> <laughs> but you started with balloons didn't you no you had a balloon arm yeah, yeah, during like, COVID. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it is people are like, oh no, it's not just balloons. But actually, in your case, it started it's just with balloons. With and, that's, balloons yeah. and that's how you do a stra- extravagant event by yeah. starting with balloons. Yeah, heard so, it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. How did you get from flowers and balloons to? So what happened was is that we started doing flowers and balloons for lots of Jewish events and a lot of English events because we're from North Manchester. Yeah. So the whole of our crowd there is sort of Jewish and English. There wasn't very many sort of Asians around there. Yeah. And then as we went through that, we started getting more and more Asian weddings in Manchester. And then we found out that Asian weddings didn't have like seven tables or eight tables, which was fab. They had <laughs> yeah. 50 tables yes. and 100 <laughs> tables. We're like, that's where the money is. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, bingo, let's go after the Asian wedding market. <laughs> Me and my mum had no clue about Asian weddings yeah. at all. So then, um, yeah, a few years on, we started doing some more Asian weddings, decorating them. And then we, mum got asked to do loads of different things like mundups and cars and can you get us a caterer, da 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 So in 1991, she set up Payal Function Organisers. And Payal is the wedding anklet that all brides wear. Nice, okay. Okay, so 1991, we set up Payal Function Organisers 
And then we realized that all our weddings were going from community centers into hotels at the time. And the hotels had no idea how to deal with a 500 people yes. or a thousand people running around on a Sunday. Yes. But I'm were. not sure they still do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so mum decided to go and speak to them and said, look, we're Asian wedding planners. Like we can organize these weddings for you. Give us 250 quid a go and we'll look after it for you. She ended up locking up sort of Liverpool, Leeds and Manchester. Right. So the whole of the Northwest, every single hotel that was going to have an Asian wedding then had to go through Mrs. Savaya. Nice. Went through Payal. That was 93, 94, 95. And then really it sort of graduated, sort of moved on a lot. Yeah. You know, we started going into that. We sort of zoomed forward to the 2000s. We thought we'd go into food because the catering that was being delivered to all the Asian weddings wasn't great. And we were very Western driven. I born sort of bred here. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been brought like very Western. I it's hard to get the balance between yeah. having the Western service and like speed yeah. and things like that and the and the culture part of it from western yeah. weddings but still being able to have Correct. asian weddings yeah so i think you yeah nailed it was it. really hard so it was like so me and my mum we decided to employ like english general managers from sodexo and stuff yeah. one of the guys was on the tv program with martin he was with my mum from the mid 90s you know and he he taught her how to deliver food, yeah. how we run an event. So our Asian events that were happening or Asian weddings were very Western driven. Yeah. And then we tried to change food and the caterers wouldn't have it. So we <laughs> set up a catering company and then florists. And most of our team were non-Asian at the time, to be fair, because yeah. we were dealing with a lot of Jewish events and things as well. So we accelerated that. We set up a catering company. So we had pile catering and event management at this nice. time. Zoomed along with that, the catering company became very popular across the country. We started going into Europe, doing destination stuff. And then really when the show came out, the Big Fat Asian Wedding in 2015, mm. that's when me and Sheeta, my wife, said, you know, we're, we're done with the food side, really. And people are not recognizing us as like event designers and event yeah. management. It's more catering now. And the whole company's become a catering company. And I feel like caterers don't get a huge amount of credit credit because you're normally in a venue and people are like, yeah. oh, the venue was good. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. They were different things. Yes. <laughs> the catering Correct. is a whole other thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, we both started our career in catering, yeah. Yeah. in wedding and events yeah. catering, and yeah. it's tough. <laughs> so you can do catering, so you can do anything, yeah. honestly. So it's disgusting, <laughs> like dirty, dirty back of house. It's yeah. just... <laughs> oh, no, thanks. <laughs> that is not it's the tough. dream wedding planner, <laughs> no, is it, in no. catering? And your food tastings, how hard are the food tastings? Yeah. And you're sat there going, I'm not sure about that piece of cabbage and that carrot looks yeah. a bit off. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> like, really don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, I really don't give a shit. It'll be fine on the day, but how do you keep telling them that? How many yeah. times do you have to tell them? Like, yeah. it's going to be fine it's on the okay. day. Like, do you know who we are? Like, don't worry, we're going to deliver for you. Like, shoot yourself in the head, honestly. Love it. Oh, no um, more food tastings for no. me, thanks. Yeah, so you're done with catering. I'm done with catering. Nice. So then me and Sheeta went, you know what? Mum, you crack on with your Payal brand. You're loving it. It's doing very well. She got a, an achievement award, blah, blah, blah. Right. Smashing. She was the first Asian wedding planner in probably the country. Yeah. yeah. And then we uh, did Big Fat Asian Wedding, realized we wanted to sort of move on with our event side and not food. And then we set up Silver Fox Events. Yeah. Was that named after you and your hair? <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's not watching, head over to YouTube right now and watch it instead. <laughs> that, that was the question I wanted to say. That was your only question. Right there. <laughs> it was actually from a nightclub. Oh. And there used to be a nightclub, which is now owned by my friends uh, in Manchester, called The Circle Club. 
So when everyone finished it, their events really like two, three in the morning for the Hilton or whatever, mm. we'd all go down to the Circle Club at like two in the morning. Nice. Closes at four. Nice. No one's allowed in after one. And uh, the the bouncer at the door would, would ring downstairs and oh, the silver fox is at the door. Oh, <laughs> and I'd get in and go and get absolutely trashed. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> That's, That's where good. silver fox came from, yeah. Nice. I didn't realise everyone with grey hair is called silver fox. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you got it first. You're yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> so you start. So after you've been clubbing, you then yes. go back to work, and then you started your Silver business Fox doing events. that. So what? What does? What do you do? So what, even with our Payal brand, we just went up and up and up with levels. You know. So say we had 50 hotel contracts at the time in '94, '95. When Sheetal got involved, she's from London, PR yeah. marketing. We got married, blah, blah, blah. We Did started streamlining. She was in PR and marketing. That <laughs> <laughs> was part of the business plan. <laughs> no, I chased her for months. Did yeah. you? Oh, my God. She's too cool for school. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so she's creative. She's like, too cool. Never going to marry a brown person. Like, out clubbing in Ibiza. Nice. Literally had to hunt her and drag her down to marry her. She got there <laughs> so in the romantic. end. I know, yeah. I got married. And then, so we started pushing. So we got rid of like lower end hotels with no disrespect to anyone and started going into like more expensive places like Blenheim Palace and yeah. this, that, and the other and stately homes and marquees and things. So we were pushing the Pyle brand higher and higher and higher anyway. So when we were at Silver Fox, it was like we were already benchmarked like a Pyle prestige brand. Yeah, That's what we sort of set it up as and then went to Silver Fox. So we only wanted to do high level sort of high. I suppose the right word is, um, uh, what's the right word? It's not like they're they're big budget weddings, yeah. but also more complicated. Okay, you know, yeah. so yeah, we want a glass marquee and orangery. Yeah. yeah, we want a pre-plate food. We want a band from Paris. You know, they wanted complicated things yeah. in their event, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah, we can do this for you. And then we went into that brand in that way. Then so we really set ourselves quite high mm-hmm. in our Asian wedding market at the time. Yeah, but then we were also doing like bar mitzvahs at that point. We're also doing. You know, 50th birthday parties, anniversaries. Anyone who really wanted to party was going to book us. Yeah. Because we're great at partying yeah. ourselves. And we, we're great at creating <laughs> a party too, yeah. <laughs> so it became, uh, uh, really, 2014, 15, there was, all, there was another sort of like phenomenon that happened, which was the destination wedding market. Yeah. It was flying. Yeah. So our inquiries were coming in from Tuscany, which was the first lot of, the first wave came in from sort of Italy with loads of weddings and things. So we started going out to Italy then doing destination. Then we ended up doing destination really from 15 all the way to COVID. Okay, So yeah. me and Sheetal probably stayed out of the country for the next four years. Wow. Like India, Dubai, yeah. Capri, Ibiza. Obviously doing some UK stuff also, but it was really big for us to go abroad yeah. and start doing these amazing weddings, parties, events, everything. So then the brand itself sort of carved out a really new niche across the planet where we were like, we're getting these fantastic people who knew we'd traded for 25 years, yeah. who could see the TV program, realize that we, you know, we're, we're good for it. And yeah. we will definitely, that we're like a safe train, really. Mm-hmm. So if you book Silver Fox events, you know, you're going to spend X amount of money on a destination wedding. This you're going to be, be totally fine. It's going to be good, yeah. but you're safe. You're in safe hands. We're still going to deliver. Yeah. Right. The food's going to be hot. Drinks are going to be cold. All the fundamentals are going to be in place, although we're going to have fantastic trees and Paris bands and all the rest yeah. of it. So it was very solid, our business, with the way we operated. And we put that across. The fundamentals are so important yeah. as well. I think so many couples forget. Yeah. They they want the biggest and the best and they want to keep going, which is yeah. great. But if you don't have that, you're more the... 
I so between the two of us, I'm yeah. logistic. So yeah. I do planning. Beth yeah. does styling. I'm logistics. Yeah. I'm it, food has to be hot, drinks yeah. have to be cold. Yeah. Beth is. But it's... how do we make the food look pretty? <laughs> <laughs> drinks table look good. So like I feel like. But the thing we do agree on is you've got to nail. Yeah. People are going to go away from your wedding and either be hungry yeah. or thirsty, and then you've ruined the yeah. whole thing. Doesn't matter yeah. where the band was from at Correct. that point. They're not interested. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. you're trying to nail all of it. Yeah, well, Sheetal sort of takes that creative role, really. Um, so where Beth is now is where Sheetal is, really, like, how do we make this better? But yeah. me and you are our concrete pillars. Yeah. You know, we're building a solid concrete yes. floor here, not For a sand floor. you prop your you flowers on. Build, yeah, like they're going to sink straight <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah, fair, fair. And you so need true. both. You need both. Yeah. You do. There's nothing worse than people coming out of a wedding saying, okay, yeah, it looked fabulous. Yeah, you know, but I couldn't get a drink. Yeah. Mm. Food was cold. I'm starving. You know, I'm starving. I'm yeah. going to the local chippy to get a, you know, a, I don't know, a bun on the way home. It's like... <laughs> so annoying so it's like you want to make sure that they come out of that event that they've really enjoyed it and they've been fed and watered correctly yeah because if they haven't they'll just complain about it we went to we went to an event um i'm not going to say on the podcast um but we went to an amazing event actually the entertainment yeah like everything was spot on but the bars you just couldn't get get a drink drink. and you've just felt yourself being like i just want to get a drink just need a drink we're all here for a big party here for I a can't big party. party sober yeah <laughs> literally and it was just yeah. like no matter what was in that room yeah. it all just got shadowed yeah. by the fact that and when it comes to buying t- I mean this, have a this isn't a wedding <laughs> yeah. but after being like do we want to go to there again because if we do we're going to have to put a bottle of something in our bag yeah. and because yeah. you just don't want that's such a sad thing for especially weddings yeah. to be like oh you can't redo that no it's so annoying it oh my god that's so annoying and we say this all the time, like when you walk into these fabulous events and they look superb, but then if you can't go and get like a gin and tonic, yeah. oh, what's the point? Yeah. No. It's just rather be no... at a rubbish one that looks shit yeah. and get pissed. free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah. <laughs> like everything looks party. great when yeah. you piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, those fake photos look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are you kind of doing now? Like how many people are in your team? Because I feel like you're not planning... How many wedding? How many weddings and events do you do a year? So COVID trashed our business. Yes, uh, totally. So it was just oh. refund after refund, oh, and then uh, yeah. So <laughs> we we then sold the Payal brand. Yeah. Uh, my mother passed away in 2017, oh. so 18 and 19 we tried to run the Payal brand yeah. again with the Silver Fox brand. It wasn't happening. We no. were just burning cash. Only mm. your mum could do that, right? Yeah. So she took that with her. Yeah. So then in in 19 I sold it to one of my best friends who used to know my mum really well. So he took the Payal brand on and continued with it. And then we were just Silver Fox events then during COVID. Yeah. And we started rebuilding what we wanted to do again. And what we decided was is that we're only going to take on maybe 10 or 12 projects in the year, but okay. really good stuff. Yeah. Nice. And even if we're skint and we have no money, yeah. we're not taking a project on that we don't want to do. Fair. Yeah. We like the bride and groom. We love the project. The money's right. We want to deliver upon it. They trust us to death. Yeah. We're going to go and deliver on it. If they start questioning things like oh how many waitresses do you have for 30 people you know for 30 mm. you know 300 table or whatever if they start questioning certain things that they don't understand where we've come from yes. then we're like this is going to be a troublesome so party fun. i literally did a video on this of like trust your suppliers and i'm yeah. like you booked me yeah i didn't make you book anything no. you've booked me and therefore you have to just fully if they're booking you they yeah. need to be like there you go yeah cool totally Thank agree you. yeah <laughs> they need to although I, the, the whole thing becomes a mess and you yeah. and i know over the years of you know weddings that we've had some terrible times with people and lost <laughs> yeah. money on it and ended up in arguments and not delivering upon what we've promised and that's, nobody we wants that no sometimes you can spot them a mile off 
Like yeah. if you like, we're in a very similar situation now where we have to pump out the weddings to get yeah. the brand out there to yeah. get like get our name out there, get yeah. the cash flow going. Now yeah. we've said twenty twenty five, we're dropping it to like yeah. fifteen to twenty big Amazing. ones. Do what we enjoy. Yeah. And just do them really yeah. bloody well, like yeah, and not and not split ourselves too thin. Yeah. Like we just want to do it well, yeah. and that, and that pre qualification is so important. Like when you're it speaking is. to a supplier initially, if you ever come across a dick, <laughs> we can say no, we don't want to work with you. Yeah, yeah, and you can person, say that. Yeah, yeah like vice versa. If couples don't be, click, don't book that person. It's a two way relationship. Yeah. We put so much time and energy into you. Yeah. You put so much time and energy yeah. into us. It yeah. has to work both ways. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes from the outside, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have took that one. Yeah. <laughs> Those red flags there. You can only learn. Can't, you can only, yeah. you don't, like these young planners that are coming up at the minute and they're sort of nipping into some of our business, for example. It's like, let them crack on, but they're actually ruining people's weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're trying to do something and deliver upon something the where they can't. No. <laughs> You've done a wedding course online. It doesn't make you a wedding planner. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You have to have your hands in slops no. buckets. You need to do Go and work. Work for someone. Yeah. Do yeah. some work experience. I lecture at Manchester University to all the event planners, and I've only started doing it over the last sort of two years. And there's like 500 students there, and they're all chatting about this, that, and the other. And I said, "Listen, guys, I know you sat there looking at you know pieces of paper about how to run an event. Come and work with me instead. Yeah. Come and do an event with me. Come back of house. Come and do, don't. It's not clipboard stuff. No. You know, it's like <laughs> it's what they show on the TV. Also, mm, yeah. don't show the shit. It's so, <laughs> honestly, it's no so unglamorous. Yeah, it's like, it? we it's make not. it look good, but we don't look good doing not, it. No, no, we don't. I literally <laughs> left a wedding the other day, and I looked like I'd been hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is not. This is not. It's people like J Lo that have ruined the industry. Yes, that are like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, people are like, do you wear a headset? And I'm like, who the fuck am I talking to? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, what, speaking to the bride on it, like, it doesn't happen. Um, so, on, so there sorry, is this glamorous thing that goes on with wedding planning, but obviously, you know, we we know there isn't there isn't that real that real job role. Mm. And I think the show that you're you're doing shows that from what yeah. we've heard. Don't go on to the show oh, yet. We're not there yet, Ben. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> Raj is a nasty one, apparently, on the show. I know. I can't wait to hear. Apparently, you're the it. bad one. You're the bad one. That no, we're not the bad one. <laughs> yeah, but you'd you're be the equally planner. as bad. Yeah, I know. This is. Right? I feel you. I feel you. You'd be there. You'd be like, oh, you take it. Why this. are you sitting down? Get up. Yeah. There's something to do. Go and untuck those chairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the cloth. Um, no, I want to. Before we go on to yeah. no, finish. Tell us more about yeah, after you, COVID. We cut you off from COVID. So COVID went to shit COVID's shit and then uh, we got rid of the payout brand which was fine it was a bit of a, an emotional thing but it was done and then me and Sheetal started rebuilding and then last year we had one of the most amazing years for Silver Fox events nice. we got back into Paris we yeah. did some amazing stuff at the Ritz we did we did our, our best event so far in 30 years wow. was at the uh, the Garnier you know the Opera Garnier in Paris 50th birthday party two day event and like to go in there and actually book it yeah. The guy, your client has to be at a certain stature. They don't do events there very Can you regularly. Tell us the budget? No. Why? No. Don't be boring. No. And then, like, <laughs> it was insane. It was in the paper anyway. Just Google it. And then, put it this way, we had Liam Gallagher there as the after party. Oh, okay. Nice. Proper All smashed right. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to put it into context for the listeners, like, yeah. average budget, I know it's really hard to say, but to kind of show the scale yeah, yeah. of events you do, what would you kind of say your average budget for your clients are? See, it's. It, um, really, goes quiet when we talk about money. I know. No, I, I'll try and put it out there, but it's really difficult because, so when you're doing these bar mitzvahs, for example, they could range, you know, they sort of, 
a good bar mitzvah maybe goes in for sort of 70 grand and then goes upwards like yeah. 1 150 and then you're around that ballpark yes you could do a great bar mitzvah for 30 40 grand but if you're going into the rosewood and you're putting production yeah. in and mm. lighting and this and they got a band who's 20 grand you're into 70 to 100 grand straight away yeah. yep. so bar mitzvahs are there and like if you're looking at sort of like parties that's unlimited yeah because they some of the entrepreneurs that we work with across the planet just want to totally smash it out yeah and they so all want to top each other don't they it's yeah. just like yeah, baby. social media <laughs> i got no problem with that at all you i'd accidentally put it. something on and be like oh my god did you see that this person had liam Gallagher? who are you gonna go for <laughs> should we get that <laughs> get no <laughs> totally piss him off <laughs> we had a request so yeah so these these entrepreneurs now are thinking out of the box or so are we yeah because if we're not they're going to go to another luxury yeah. planet mm-hmm. and go and get use somebody else with great ideas so we're still fighting for work even with our referral customers because we've got to keep showing them that we're yeah. innovative and we're on it mm. and guest experience is amazing so yeah so we're in a really good space right now so we've sort of moved out of paying all our bounce back loans and yeah. refunds and blah 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 I think we're in a safe space we did really well last year and this year we've been very careful what we're taking on yeah I think that's across the industry though isn't it the, yep. the events events and wedding COVID industry shook everybody yep. took a massive hit on everybody massive. out of yep. everyone we kind of took like the, like a hit like we could not do our jobs yep. like it was a totally forgotten industry wasn't yeah, it during totally that time forgotten. Yeah. and I think couples forget that as well that like we've just come out of like last year was catch up year play catch up say yes to everything and Mm. now everyone's going actually do you know what this is what I want to do I want to take less on suppliers are becoming more expensive because they are taking less on and Mm. it's kind of shook the industry massively Um, but I think clients forget that like we're yeah. all humans. We all yeah. we all were like, what do we do? It's, it, I feel yeah, like COVID true. has made everybody find their place in the market. Yeah. Like 100%. some people want to do yeah. luxury destination weddings. Yeah. Some people say, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up all the hotel like your mum did back yeah, at the start. Yeah. I'm gonna pick up all these ones. Yeah, so yeah. it's not to say what's right or wrong, no, but it's it's so all. good that you've managed to say this is what yeah. we do. Unapot- on un- <laughs> unapologetically, yeah. this is what we do. Correct. And yeah, love it. And we want to stay there also. And you're right. My mum wouldn't understand the market that I'm in now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not her game. Her game is to have thirty hotel contracts and knock out food every week. Yeah. Maybe it's two hundred weddings a year. That's why she was built. That's that was her business model. Yeah. But that's what she enjoyed doing yeah. also. So there's everyone sort of supplies another part of the market because our wedding industry is amazing. Oh, it's, it's for everyone. Yeah, it's just got to find a niche. Each other. And I'm like, you realise that it, I couldn't do all the weddings. There's like millions of weddings. There's enough business for everyone, isn't there? There is. You promote yourself, Georgie, as the people's wedding planner. Yeah, so I would say we're totally different. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, I'd love to come and do one with you, but if, you if somebody can. came to me and said... We've got a massive budget. We're going to yeah. go to Paris and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, oh, I can't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I love the words. Learn it yeah. quick. <laughs> oh, bonjour, oui. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need. Um, Take a like, crash course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will come to France. Um, but like, I think it's good to... I, I love... A back garden marquee wedding, yeah, and like, and that's my niche, and that's yeah. okay. Like, I'm, I'm good yeah. with doing that, and like, you've yeah. got to the point where now where you're like, I'm only doing this many weddings, and we're yeah. super. So I think that's what COVID, the the good thing that came from COVID, yeah. is that everybody kind of figured out who they yeah. were. But for me, we did that. We've done that and made the business model what it is now. It's because we've got so much creativity in our team mm. and creative flair. The lower budgets, we can't deliver what we know we can deliver. So yeah. that's why we've gone in on the higher budget and said, yeah. no, like our skills are getting pushed down yeah, and we can't work the way we want to work. So well, it's yeah. a snowball effect. So you do a wedding for, you know, Steve and Joanna and you've hit a certain <laughs> standard 
and that's been amazing and you've had a referral from that yeah and then they go on and say well how much was that wedding you say oh it's 25k mm. or 30k whatever it was but the flowers came from here this came from here we did the cutlery and crockery fryer, plate chargers we had beautiful napkin rings the tablescaping was gorgeous and they're like oh we'd like to have all that but we've got a florist that we'd like to use we could maybe copy some of the stuff or i've got someone who does plate chargers but none of that stuff's going to be the same as your supplier yeah yeah, yeah it might be 25% cheaper yeah. but you can't deliver what you did for Joanna for, for Sarah exactly, yeah. with her suppliers yeah. and a lot of the like, time they don't turn it. up yeah. <laughs> don't and then you want me to take people. the risk of them turning up <laughs> yeah. sorry not it's not going to happen <laughs> I think we're a lot stronger in our industry now it's yeah. a first, I mean to be honest, it's, it's a really nice open discussion that we're having because I've not had this discussion post-COVID with yeah. a lot of planners, although we discussed shitloads before. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to all the, everyone across the planet before, yeah. trying to, what we're going to do. But now it's really nice to hear. When I, even when I do speak to my own suppliers, they're, they're saying the same thing, Raj, we've scaled down, yeah. we've got loads less overhead, we live in a farmhouse now, I do flowers from it, I'm really happy, mm. but I do what I want to do yeah. and I charge the right money for it. Yeah. yeah. We go, we're all, it's a, it was a real shit show for our wedding industry, yeah. but you know what, it's really shook it up and it's given us something very positive now. Yes, and I think it weeded out way. a lot of the shit ones that weren't really interested anyway. Yeah. So yeah. the people that thought, I can't get through this, cool, go and get a different job. Yeah. If you don't if you don't love wedding and events, yeah. please don't do it. Yeah, correct. Because you can't. It's just, like we said, it's not a fun, <laughs> no, not a fun gig. No, you can't go back to the clipboard yeah, again. And, and it's only good at, <laughs> yeah, at 9 p.m. when you sit back and you go, band's amazing. Thank the fuck this is done. <laughs> 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 nah, for me, it's when you get the, fo- the photos back, you're like, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, that's why beautiful. I do that, yeah. Um, so talking of weddings specifically, yeah. tell me about your wedding. Oh, it was a shit show. Was it? <laughs> I don't really want to talk about oh, you have it. To, it what? was that bad. Was it? When, yeah. did, when did you get married? Oh, it was so bad. No, it can't be. How? 1995. Right, so, so mum had the business at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we started in 91. There? Were there balloons? There were some balloons, okay. lots, lots of them. <laughs> so we actually got engaged at the venue in 1994. And then Cheetah being cool, wanted to wait a whole year. Uh, to, to 1995 so we were at the Canary Wharf New Britannia Hotel nice because uh, one had the Britannia contracts in the north yeah. so obviously we got a bit of a deal sort of here in London because she's London based she tells we had to get married where the bride lives of course and yeah so we basically did the engagement 250 gorgeous little room overlooks the Thames well, that was a stunning engagement yeah fantastic 200 people managed fine and then the year after then she tells mum ran off into the sunset, handing cards out everywhere. And then my mum ran off, so excited, these two, because yeah. they never thought that me or Sheetal would marry a brown person. Okay. okay. She was definitely going down that route, yeah. and I was definitely on another planet. <laughs> so he when we were getting like, married, yeah. they were like, oh my God, these two people are the actually dream. going to get married. The dream. Then mums went bonkers. We're so proud. <laughs> hand those invites out. So 900 RSVPs came back in. Jesus. Do you know what? Even if I paid people, I don't think I could get 900 people at my wedding. <laughs> right? Split it across three rooms because wow. the ballroom sits 600, then the 200 and the 300. 1,400 people turn up. Shut up. My uncle's catering because that was my wife's, uh, wife's side's uncle. So do, did did people RSVP and then so 900 just and then just come... turned up anyway. That Be- gives me like heart Because in 1994, 95, a lot of the weddings, especially in the Gujarati community, which is my community, yeah. was in school halls. 
So to have a, a Gujarati wedding in a hotel was like, oh my God, we're going to walk into a hotel. Mm. Wow. Stop. It's on Canary Wharf. Everyone Wall. was there. Yeah. Everyone wow. was coming. Oh, we're blagging this. <laughs> we're wedding crushing this. We're having it. Wedding crushing. They did. They came. 1,400 people turned Jesus up. Christ. I was off the top table. I was in the kitchen trying to serve the food. No. My uncle was trying to make more rice. Oh, it was a complete shit show. That blows my mind, that many people. Like, it scares me. How... It scared us. <laughs> I'm used like, to seeing a thousand people at an Indian wedding. It's not a problem. But seeing yeah. 1,400 and 400 people turn up, unexpected. Um, we're, we're all thinking, oh, that's probably from Sheetal's side. And they're thinking, oh, that's probably from Raji's say, side. You know no one's got a clue who's there. <laughs> I just, was there. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to come to this massive wedding oh. in Canary Wharf and not get fed and not get watered. So, so how do you deal with that? Does it happen a lot still now? So it started happening a lot um, on mainly sort of like the Nikars and the Vilimas. So with it's it's a very different environment. So to go back to the good, because again, when we talk about brown weddings, yeah. we talk about like Pakistani weddings, Gujarati weddings, Hindu Punjabi weddings, Bengali Sikh. They're all totally different and they've got their own format. Yeah. That's why it's so damn complicated. Our How business. long did it take you to learn all the different... Years, yeah. years and years and years. But we were lucky because we were event planners for maybe 12 years before yeah. we went into food. So we were doing all the cultures where a lot of the planners at that point were caterers. So if they were a Gujarati caterer, they just stayed in the Gujarati market. Yeah. Mm. If they were a Pakistani caterer, they just stayed in the Pakistani market. Payal ran it across the board. We learned a lot. When we opened our kitchens, they were multicultural. Yeah. We could cater for all brown people. Which sounds a bit crazy, but I don't know how else to say it. No, that's not. So, it's like, so, so we had Bengalis and Sikhs. So, yeah. so the Gujarati weddings also, you have a, you normally have an Indian wedding during the day. Yeah. And you get married under the mandap, like the huppa. Yeah. And then you have a massive lunch on plastic plates for, for a thousand people, buffet. Yeah. And then they all go, thank you very much. Here's 10 quid, 15 quid, and they go home. It's done. Oh, they don't oh, have a reception. It's a bit of me, that. <laughs> done. Right? That's a Gujarati wedding. It's unheard of to have a wedding reception. Okay. We just had weddings and lunches and see you later. That was nice. easy. And you could have 1,500 people there. More plastic plates, yeah. more potato curry, more buffet stations. It's a joke. It's really easy. Yeah. So when you put it into a hotel scenario and then try and do a sit-down dinner Oof. for 900, after we've had the wedding during the day, it's unheard of. Yeah. So we're really breaking the mold. Yeah. Now, every single Gujarati wedding across England has a wedding during yeah. the day and a reception in the evening. So this is all your fault. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've created more business for myself. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I know. Good, so right? Do you do different? Do you get a lot of weddings that are trying to do different traditions? Because like, even with like, we're obviously more familiar with UK weddings. Yeah. So, but even within that, we get people that say, "Well, I don't want to do a first dance. I don't want to yep. do speeches." So, yep. do you have that the same with your weddings, where people yep. are like, "Well, I know this is normal, but I'm not doing it." Yeah. And so, how do you kind of work around that? Yeah. So it's a little. We we were a little bit tied up with our culture. Yeah. And our background, and what the granny's going to say. Yeah. Okay. It's so a family, it's like, yeah, it's it? a yeah. bit tricky. So you can't More cut respect. out certain <laughs> stuff, you know, and then you can't add in certain stuff. Okay. You know, so like cake cuttings were. Something that we did a bit later on. First dances were a little bit unheard of. Don't touch, don't kiss. Yes. Me and Sheetal weren't allowed to sort of snog or have a kiss or anything on the yeah. dance floor. It, my, her mum was really strict, so we had to be really careful of that. And then it, there's, just, there's just cultural things that go on. in each, But it's in each area again. Yeah. It's so complicated. Yeah. I, and 
Is it kind of set that parents are being involved in this? So I think COVID's changed that again. Okay. okay. So our numbers went from, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred to fifteen. Yeah. Thirty. It's like what? Yeah. And I guess you, you can't 30? really do those kind of weddings with fifteen people. No. So it sieved everything out. Yeah. The parents didn't get involved as much. The kids are earning their own money now. Yeah. Mm. The kids are now splitting the wedding costs yeah. rather than just waiting for the bride's father to pay for everything. So that's a big cultural change again. Yeah. So the kids are like, listen, you two, you're not inviting Jack. Like, <laughs> you can invite you're 10 of your mates. <laughs> We're inviting our mates. Yeah. You know, and that's the end of it. So now I think now that the bride and grooms have pure control over the wedding or a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, on the Asian wedding circuit, yeah. it's really good. And the numbers are a lot lower. You know, there's a much more sort of like a balanced environment of a Western wedding now, really, if, that, if I can yeah. put it like that. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's so weird, the differences between the weddings. But actually, as trends change, yeah. they both are still changing because obviously yeah. Western weddings are starting to go, hold on, yeah. I can pay for this. Yeah. I don't I don't need your input. Mm. You're not wearing what you want to wear. You're not inviting who you want to wear. Yeah. Like, this is my wedding and I'm... Doing it. So carry yeah. on with your shit show of a wedding. Yeah, no, no let's not. <laughs> I got through it. Okay, well, would you do it again? No. You wouldn't do it? No. I, when my daughters get married, I'm going to Lake Como with 150 people. Wow. Done. Nice. Easy. Okay. See you later. How much involvement will you... Is, is your daughter actually getting married? No. No, okay. <laughs> she will kill me will... for mentioning it. She just finished a degree. <laughs> How 24. involved will you get? Will you let her do her? She she came and she did work experience for us okay. last year. She she ran a project in Paris for us, so Fine. she knows exactly. What she to knows do. the drill. Yeah, she okay. knows the drill. Yeah, yeah. So I, it'll be a little destination thing, definitely. And I think say little, hundred and fifty people, <laughs> little compared to what you normally do. Little fourteen hundred in nineteen ninety five. I reckon there's a renewal on the cards. For yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> so tiny, tiny, tiny bit more about your wedding. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. He just put his head down. You He's can't like, come on a wedding podcast. <laughs> Did you have a lot of pressure about what you did and what you, I know you said about obviously snogging on the dance floor and things, but did you have a lot of pressure on what you could and couldn't do from everybody or is it purely parents? No, I think, I mean, later on we sort of discussed this fusion wedding thing, but it's about respecting each other's side, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and Cheetah side's very much more uh, orthodox, if that's the right word, a bit more strict where my mum and I and my father were very, very liberal. Okay. Because we were brought up in a very sort of white Jewish area. Yeah. You know, so, but they were brought up in, in London. It was a very, like, in, 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 um, sorry, a dense Indian area. Yeah. You know, so it's a bit different. The, the, the upbringings were different. Although we both had our roots, both had our culture, both had religion, but our upbringings were slightly different. Although Shita was a bit of both, which was a bit okay. weird. That's why I fell in love with her, I think. Yeah. You know, mm. so... But yeah, it's just balancing it really between the two, um, you know, cultures. I feel like it's changed as well as like the generations have come and changed it. Cha- totally. changed it completely because yeah. it's yeah. the kids that are like, hang yeah. on a minute, I don't want that for my yeah. kids. And yeah, yeah, I remember what it was yeah. like planning my wedding with yeah. my yeah. mum. I'm gonna not be like that. Yeah, yeah. you'll be surprised still how much of the culture still comes through. So we did a wedding at the Grosvenor a couple of weeks ago for a really trendy guy, you know, big clothing guy, superb person. And his wife also, that great Indian wedding. And it was in the Punjabi. But still, the the cultural things that they wanted to do themselves and go through the ceremony, make sure the ceremony bits were all ticked mm-hmm. off correctly, was really beautiful. Yeah. We streamlined it yeah. and we emphasized on it and we taught the guests in there to listen. 
yeah. and like you know this is what's going to happen and this is the wedding but it was really sweet how they wanted to keep some of the traditional yeah, things yeah definitely yes to keep their mums and dads happy yeah but I think they actually feel like they want to fulfill that as well like you see the Jewish weddings they still do the huppers they still go in there they still get the ceremonies done correctly you know they're still quite religious in that way yeah probably religious is the wrong word but just having a nice uh, traditional yeah, wedding because I also yeah. think it's nothing to do with religion sorry. it's lucky to have tradition sometimes like some people yeah. don't have anything that they can kind of yeah. do that's really personal to them so actually being able to utilise those and, and like you said please granny like I don't think we because we obviously a lot of this podcast is like you do you like don't listen to anybody yeah. else but actually if you're inviting people to your wedding yeah. you want them to have a nice time yeah. if by doing this small symbol in the ceremony is going to yeah. really mean a lot to 50% of the people here yeah. let's think do we're doing it's it like yeah. yeah if it's not going to it's not like anti what you're doing yeah. then Go for it. Yeah. Um, so, still obviously continuing about weddings. Oh, God. Tell us about the new show. Oh, what this can is amazing. You tell you know? us? It's amazing. We want honestly. all the dra- drama. We want all the gossip. <laughs> we want to know exactly what you're involved in because yeah. last week, yeah, Sarah, Sarah gave us a bit of an overview yeah. of, and I'm guessing actually by the time that this episode airs, I think the first episode will have been out and therefore right. people should all be watching this. Right. So we know the kind of premise of the show, but tell us yeah. what you're... Why are you there? Why have they got so, you on this show and what's the role? <laughs> I've heard you like to shout at people. I'm not sure if I that's correct. I don't shout. I don't shout. Just speak no, loudly. Hardly, just speak I loudly. Shout. Yeah, I just need to look at them. Yeah. Oh, you've like, got them. You just oh. like yeah. Are you scared? The eyebrow raise. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I, just, I just need to look at them and they're like... Oh my okay, god, sorry. Raj is upset. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, we've done something wrong. <laughs> I think the big, the biggest thing was is that um, after Big Fat Asian Wedding, which we, I loved doing that show, and we thought it was going to go to series and it didn't, which oh, is totally boom. fine. Channel Four, fine. <laughs> um, but um, that was based on my weddings and showing back of house. Yes. Okay, that's why. And I made sure because ITV made the show and it, they sold it to Channel Four. And mm. I said to ITV, I said, "Listen, you can do this show." But I'm not, I'm not editing. I'm not rewinding. I'm not yeah. resetting. You also can't with it. I guess it's you the can't. same for this show. You can't be like midway through the no. show. Actually, hold on one second. No, the camera's cut the cake not. Again. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, it's someone's wedding. Are like, yeah. you joking? So I remember, I remember fighting with a couple of cameramen at Blenheim Palace because we did four weddings across the country. This was with a big fat, and it was amazing. And then we we delivered a really beautiful product. Where it was back of house. You yeah. really saw one on behind the scenes, and I wanted to show it fully because it's. It's really, as you guys know, it's it's really hard work. It's what hard we work deliver and magical on. all at the same time. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And it's, You're like, it's how the hell life. do we just do that? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like really weird. So then I got offered lots of other, not lots of other, I got offered cameo roles here and another TV show here and a wedding fixer program here on Channel 5 and this, that and the other. And then when they approached, they, they approached us, I think it must have been three years ago. Okay. Because COVID trashed it yeah. a little bit again. Again. So You're right by COVID. You're <laughs> Hate it. Is anyone like, <laughs> no. all right about COVID? <laughs> anyway, but there was a positive from it, I suppose, yeah. wasn't yeah. right? So I keep thinking about that. <laughs> and then we, so they got approached and they said, what is it? And they said, like, we want to use your knowledge, really, of being a judge. And I thought, you okay. know, it's the first time none of the TV companies actually wanted to use my content. Because mm. as we're going through the years, we're getting bigger and higher flying guys and they don't want anyone to know what they're doing, really. Yeah. Right? It goes in the paper now and again, but really they don't want anyone to know that they're spending yeah. this on a party and sitting on a boat in Saint-Tropez and all they that. They don't That's need the, the credit, no, do they? No, yeah. thanks. And Roger, you know where you're bringing cameras here. Yeah. We're going to do fabulous stuff and show, we want to show yeah. it. But there's no way they're going to show it. So I could not get content. But this was without content. This was my knowledge. Yeah. Mm. This is 
basically a bit of mentoring, yeah. getting kids through, showing them what they can and can't do, and then hopefully they become amazing planners from it. Yeah. Nice. So win, 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 win. So I was like, I'm in on this. Yeah. Did all the usual, you know, VTs. I want to. I would like to be this the judge. Blah blah blah. And there were supposed to be two or three planners at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then they decided that there was only going to be one. And then COVID stopped the whole project for 12 months again. Yeah. And then I uh, can't remember where we are now, but maybe a year or so ago, I got a call saying, look, it's still back on. We Amazing. really like you. Uh, but we're thinking of having someone else and someone else, which was obviously Fred and Zara. Nice dream team. Which I didn't know about. Yeah. And I said, we want to actually mix up a little bit and have three planners because it could be quite boring. And then, yeah, and then the, then we went through the concept. And to be honest, as we, uh, you know, BBC Studios and I, and we talked about the concept and I talked about the wedding industry because they don't really have a clue about weddings yeah. as such. Yeah, I was We were sort of building the show and I was explaining really how we could put this show together and how we can have the contestants go through it and about the design and experience and this, that and the other. So we really built the show together, nice. which was amazing. So they, they used all our knowledge of 30 years of in the wedding industry but also used all their TV knowledge of making a show really, you know, attainable it's got to still be to watch, exciting. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you want to watch it, so it's fun. But you know you can watch a back of house of any wedding and it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> just going to waitress. Not many people are going to show it, <laughs> yeah. but it is fun, right? There's the, the, the shit happening all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. on every wedding. Definitely. So anyway, that's why I love the show. And I just thought this is a total win-win. I don't need to give my content. Yeah. I can give my knowledge. I love being on TV anyway. Yeah. Love going back of house. Uh, love training people up. I want you know everyone to become wedding planners who wants to become one. Yeah. And really show them what the real job is about. Did anybody start doing it and then think I don't want to do? It. Did anybody like? Did anybody leave an episode without being kicked off an episode? <laughs> You're not allowed to tell us anyway, are you? Oh, I reckon I'm <laughs> So it's really, really interesting, you know, to have yeah. sort of eight rookies. Yeah. And like, and then just see how they're going to perform, you know. And then, so it was more of a judgy, mentory sort of role. But the TV show is dynamite. Yeah. So totally. Um, let's assume that listeners have seen episode one. Yeah. What What are you hoping that they see you doing? What What's your kind of... Are you there to stir it all up? Or are you there to sort of encourage them to try other things? How kind of involved are you getting in their actual no, planning? What really annoys me is that when they are pitching to our bride and groom, so they're there to supersize their wedding yeah. in five days with 10 grand from BBC. Yeah. Let's just, let's just put Thank that you, there BBC. a minute. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like they are spending somebody else's money yeah. to supersize this bride and groom's wedding or bride and bride's wedding or whatever we've got going on in five days' time. So then they'll commit to certain things on the wedding day and they'll say, yeah, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do that. We're going to have this, that and the other. But then sometimes they might under-deliver on those promises. Yeah. And that's when I have to step in because I don't sell something to them that you're then not going to deliver upon it. Yeah. This is their freaking wedding day. That's the biggest thing that pisses me off. Yeah. Like, come on. People yeah. that overpromise and underdeliver. Oh. It's like, oh. We say that all the time, don't we? Mm. Right? Literally, you can't. You just can't. People are wired. I think event planners and wedding planners, and if you're in, in, in this industry, you're wired completely different. Like totally. there is, there, I don't care if it's got fallen apart, we fix yeah. it. There yeah, is totally. Where there's a will, there's a way. Our competitors, don't they do do that? Yeah, well, the, I love that a lot of my weddings that I do are coordinating and people don't really know what it is and I don't really tell them about it until the day and then they're like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'd rather they not know anything. Yeah. And then... Bingo. Yeah, and then yeah. it's all 50 times better than what they thought it was going to be. I can't imagine yeah. being a, a bride and then, then being like, oh, we're going to sort this out for you. And then on the yeah. day I'm like, cool, where is it? And they're like, yeah. oh, sorry, not 
Didn't do it. <laughs> Did you have many times where you had to step in and go mad at somebody? So it gradually got better. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can say it gradually got worse <laughs> or better. <laughs> no, because we're also there to mentor. Yeah. We were there to judge 100%. So we were judging on their actions and they soon got to realise through the series that they can't keep bullshitting us every week and say, mm. yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're like, look at me again in the eye. <laughs> and they're like, no, maybe we won't do that. Maybe we'll just do this. So as I'm getting into, you know, they've only got three-day build, so it's like Wednesday, Thursday, you know, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday's the wedding. Yeah. So as they're building this, they've started taking things out it, it just got better and better yeah you know and you can see the, the progression show as well isn't it like you've got it's to learn amazing. how to do the show but yep. equally you still got to do it it's still a wedding you yeah. can't redo it no and i think that's what the beauty of the show is it's actually someone's wedding day yes. it's not stage yes. it's not fake no. it's someone's wedding day it's not and, and i feel like that's where you might step in a bit more yeah. and be like this is actually someone's day you can't yeah. mess it up consistently and and i kept putting that point forward this is not just some contest show you're on yeah just to get a bit of publicity you're actually messing around with somebody's wedding on Saturday. So please don't do it. Like, you can't do this. Mm. So when things were going and the shit was hitting the fan, yes, I did step in because what they promised to the bride and groom was not what they were delivering upon. Say, how and often did you have to step that. in? How often did you have to fix stuff? <laughs> <laughs> a lot then. I'll take that as a big, big fat all the time. <laughs> it's, it, there's, there's, you know, in our game, there are so many moving parts and they don't get it. You only learn the moving parts. And Doing I promise you, I was going to say, once it's gone wrong once, I'm like, cool, awesome. That's never happening again. I know. Yeah. I know. But it's, it's not the sort of job where you can, no. you have There's to no do rule it. Book, is no. There? You no. have to do it. Sometimes you can't teach the problems because you don't know the problems. No, no. God. And you'll yeah. only learn them on the weddings mm. and somebody's wedding. Horrible. But that's why we wing it and we get away with yeah, it. Yeah. And the swan's there at the front, <laughs> yeah, but the legs yeah. are going crazy underneath. <laughs> I know it's a really simple scenario, but that's what happens on all weddings. Yeah, it's little things. Like I just think the, the couple should never know anything. And I've worked with suppliers before that will go directly to them. And I'm like, don't speak to them. Yeah. Don't tell them anything. Yeah. Like, we've had stuff gone wrong. We work at weddings quite a lot together. Stuff gone wrong and we're like, cool, we're never going to tell them that. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> and they'll never know. Correct. Never know. Correct. And you'll never one. make that mistake again, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, it's thing. just sometimes it's out of your hands as well. And yeah. you're just like, you're all working towards that end goal and it's yeah. it's trying to pick up the pieces from other people and other suppliers yeah. and you're just like, right, we're here for the long run. Did yeah. you know who was going to win the show? Like, Sarah, on her episode, the people she thought was going to win Didn't were win. not. Totally changed. Did, really? Did you know, yeah. did you think totally. they're brilliant? I uh, thought I'd know from the beginning really? being Mr. Wedding Planner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, honestly, I totally wrong really yeah. I feel like you can spot like event eventies you can, straight yeah. away like you can kind of see the energy yeah. they're problem solving you can see it straight off yeah. the bat but were you wrong no, but the thing totally. is when you then go on a TV <laughs> show you you are going to be you. I feel like it would take a couple of weeks to warm up to, to what's happening yeah so it's scenarios that they went through and yeah. I think then certain people came through and certain people didn't mm. and you're like Shit, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you, so you were going, oh, we won. <laughs> so, what is the juiciest thing Ooh. you can tell us about the show? <laughs> and we want it to be juicy. No PG in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. We want the juice and we want it good. I can't. Is say there juice anything. from episode one? Because I feel like episode one's out. Like, what? Give us more. Give us some of the stuff that didn't make it into episode one. 
What's the biggest? You know, there's there's just so many <laughs> scenarios. Honestly, it just it's a consistent shit show as you go through it. You know, and then the there's things that magical things that happen as well. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, that was so cool. Mm. Do the couples it's, know about the shit show? Or no, are they no? They no. they genuinely still have a great day. Yeah. Is that was at any point where you were like, why am I doing? We're this? very lucky, you know. Why? At certain points. We're Go on, very why? Close call. I can't say anything, but we're, at certain points, we're very lucky. Was there any points you were like, what on earth has just happened? Why have I? Why am I here? Why have I been a part of this? What did you this? say? What was the beginning part of that question? Um, was there ever a point when you Was there it? ever a point? <laughs> Are you taking <laughs> the piss? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you consistently feel like... <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> um, you guys would have just been pulling your hair out. Well, I think... Because you I'm, can't do anything. No, You've I got think to I applied it. for the show. I'm sure that years ago yeah. I applied for the show and it obviously, did, obviously spoiler alert, didn't make it, guys. Um, I don't think I would have liked it. I don't think I would have done well... I was saying, sorry, like I'm very much, I like to, I probably like you, I like to run it. Yep. If I'm not in charge, I don't yeah, want to be involved. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you, how you would have got on working. No, I think there's so many elements to, to the to the show as well, which is like, you've got to be looking at, you look at sustainability, you look at budget, you look at teamwork, you look at creativity, yeah. you look at all of that yeah. in a couple of days. Yeah. Was it hard to judge the people? Because obviously you, you can look at them and be like, well, I like that person, but actually they've done yeah. a really bad job there. Was it hard to get rid of it's people? It's hard. So if you two are working together, for example, on one particular area, it's like who's shining here and who's not, whose yeah. idea really was it? I'm shining. Blame Georgie. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. You just want to put charger plates everywhere over the vest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really tricky. And the other tricky thing is for them, it's a contest, obviously, they want to win. Mm. Yes. But... Do people throw each other under the bus? Oh, of course they do. <laughs> Did you see through any of that? Were you like, yeah, you're just... It comes through. Yeah. You can see it. <gasps> I'm very excited. So the other, the other interesting thing was, is that I kept reminding them also about somebody's wedding, is that if you're on uh, one of these other shows like Bake Off or Prentice mm. or whatever, and you're on a contest show, the most important part there is like you need to sell so many goods and impress Alan Sugar for example and then if you don't you get fired and it's done you, you didn't sell yeah. you know you sold I don't know 20% less stock no one's hurt these guys if they make a mistake yeah they might get fired in the boardroom but you could ruin somebody's yeah. wedding mm. like, and they're putting their businesses that. on the line here as well aren't they like yes. they are putting their reputation on the line because I ain't gonna hire <laughs> it's a total <laughs> it's really lose 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 yeah right so they're really putting their heads like they're really putting them that sort of like neck on yeah. they're really putting their necks on the line right now God. like in every department like with their business their own income you know this contest somebody's <laughs> wedding and me over their shoulder and then you've got fred and zara who's <laughs> yeah. got a fred said, savage rubbish. that's <laughs> crap rubbish. see you later come on fred is savage <laughs> is he, is he? He's in a perfectionist. That's why he's so good at what he does. Yeah. Oh, God. To be fair, people say, my team say I'm so savage. But it's because I know what can be delivered. Yeah. Yeah, you are scary. Mm. You're quite scary. They just need to learn how to do that, don't they? Mm. (laughs) Thing is, though, no one will ever do it as well as you. And I think that's the one thing that you'll never... No one... You can't can't duplicate you. Can't, no. Just can't do it. Can't. And you've seen stuff for 30 years and you know what's going to happen. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You're all fucked. Never mind. <laughs> um, so, of your 30 years, yeah. I want your top three tips for fusion weddings. For fusion How weddings. to, like, nail a fusion wedding. Um, I think I thought about this fusion wedding thing, and I think it's communication. Okay. I think you need to communicate correctly. 
Um, I think you need to balance both sides of the family out to make sure that you're sort of doing things for both sides and not being one-sided. Yeah. I think probably that comes back down to communication again. And then, yeah, I keep saying, again, it's sort of communication, respect and, you know, I, I guess respect is a massive word, yeah. isn't it, actually? It's with... just respecting both sides. Like, you know, and the problem that we have with fusion weddings now, it's not that it's a brown person and a white person anymore. It's like a Bengali guy marrying, you know, a Sikh guy. Yeah. Two totally different religions, two totally different grandmas who really don't want this to happen. Yeah. So this is a massive conflict right now. Mm. This has been going on for about five to ten years now. It's really, really tricky, but I, I put it down to communicating, really. Yeah. And being respectful for each side. And you know what we did? I think one of the Blenheim weddings we did at, uh, on the Big Fat was an English groom and an Indian bride, Gujarati bride. And it was so sweet because the English side was so intrigued with I certain things, right? I think people forget right? that. Like, they, like I, I've said to my couples before, because I've done a few fusion yeah. weddings, and they're like, we don't know whether we're to do that. I'm like, if I'm coming to a part Indian wedding, yeah. I really want to learn some stuff about yeah. it. I, I think they're mega. They're yeah. so much like, better than us. <laughs> I think equally, I think other cultures want to see what the... Yeah, yeah. Western weddings, it why they just cutting yeah. their cake. What's They'd be like, "This is a bit boring." <laughs> yeah, we did it that day, so we did. I can't remember whether we did the civil first or whether you know the orange or whether we did the Indian wedding. But we did one, and then we did the other. But you know, Dad was wearing the Indian dad. He was wearing like his Indian outfit for the Indian wedding, and then he dressed up in top hat and tails, and had his nice. you know oh, he had nice. his uh, buttonhole on, yeah. and he just looked fantastic. And he walked his bride down with a white dress. Aww. Like they, we all both love all these different yeah. things that go on. You know, yeah. it's really and it's really it's really sweet that we can respect each side, embrace it, embrace it. Yeah, that's the right and, like, word. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoy it as well yeah. because it is so interesting. I love yeah. doing ones that are a bit different. I love it when there's some some sort of elements that you've got to try and add in, and we're like, cool, where, where's this going to fit? Like. Chinese tea ceremonies yeah. and like, that. like right it's going to take an Amazing. hour and I'm like oh, when am I going to put this okay it's fine like just <laughs> I think yeah a great tip is like just embrace it let everybody yeah. do what they want to do let's figure out how to logistically make it work yeah. um, but yeah we're a little it. bit sick in the head though because we like complicated yeah. unnecessary stuff you know it's like <laughs> we just we love that drug you know the endorphins yeah. that happen from that and you know the adrenaline that happens like how are we going to you know coordinate yeah. these two sides now what's going to happen like yeah when you go and do a normal straight wedding you're like you know, oh, two browns or two like, whites we're like oh god boring. here we go again yeah <laughs> so i have to do it see ya <laughs> i'll be in bed for this one yeah. <laughs> um so we end every episode with a bitches from a bride um, so we have Love a little this. bitch. Um, my own close family are imposing their expectations on our fusion wedding. Can you help? It's fusion for a reason and they can't understand. How do we make sure that it's fair and how do we include everything we want to include in one short day? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> so her, their in-laws are interfering with it. it I, yeah. So I think like... from seeing who messaged, yeah. I think she's... Indian, yeah, and he's English. And who's putting the influence on it? Fam- both, I assume. Oh no, my own close family, so Indian family. Yeah, you see, this is, and this is. The... But how do you, how do you respectfully say, I don't want to do that? And hire, not... a, hire a planner, <laughs> <laughs> and then you tell them. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We we've been ACAS for so many families across across the years. I unbalanced it yeah. correctly because it's really nice to have a planner in the middle who sort of like really respectfully sort of managed to juggle both sides of the family. Because you can't because... fit it in a day. Like I could totally see why people do two weddings. Yeah. 
like total weddings yeah. please everybody but if budget doesn't allow for that yeah. how do you fit it all into one day yeah you've got to compromise it yeah. you have to how do you do that gosh it's just down to sitting down and, and talking you know like saying listen this is what we would like to do this is what we would like to do we can't do all yeah maybe pick, we like, do a bit of this three. and a bit of yeah. this and a bit of this and a bit of this and we'll compromise it yeah but the thing is as well I've noticed that you know unfortunately I've planned weddings for 18 months sometimes and the stress has been so much for the bride and groom that they're broke up yes. they're never, yes. they're never yes. made it yeah. and the whole point of this is that these two beautiful people fell in love and because of stupid cultures yeah. and stubborn Rules. people and this that and the other they never finally made it to their wedding oh. day it's hard it's horrible I've they're seen heartbroken it and they'll never get married again properly they'll never yeah. love a person again mm. properly so you know a message out to everyone out there leave the bride and grooms alone let them just do what they want to do and just follow follow that suit yeah please please, nice. please. I like that yeah. love it um Okay. Is there anything else that we need to know about you or the show or anything you want to tell everyone listening that you think is super important? Not really. I, I'm hoping that people, even wedding planners, bride and grooms, I hope they learn from the show. Yeah. I've tried to put, like, I, I think the most important thing on the planet right now in our game is guest experience. Yes. 100%. Right. So we're going through this wedding. We're going to another wedding. We're going to have chicken. We're going to have a glass yeah. of champagne. We're going to have a first dance. It's boring to death. Yeah. <laughs> we need guest experience. So we're really pushing that on the show. Yeah. Like, And then ideas like Sarah's amazing with craft. Like you don't need to spend a shitload of cash to yeah. have an amazing wedding. Mm. Right. So it's just picking up on those bits. But we want people to enjoy the day. Yes. So, and you want their guests to have a great time. Yeah, otherwise elope. Like if you don't care about what everybody else don't thinks bother. about the day. Yeah, go off the two mm. of you. You'll have yeah. a much better time. But yeah. if you're going to invite people, let's show them how to have a good time. 100%. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming oh, on our podcast. We, and, um, yeah. yeah, we look forward to seeing you next week on yeah. the TV. And we're going to keep up. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he'll be shouting a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see the drama You'll in You'll see rage. my looks. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Thank you, Thank you for having Bye. me on.